welcome back to my channel i am miss flowers i have set out to do a video about something totally non-related to what i'm going to talk about today i had a few people reach out to me and ask me what i wanted to do as far as the the death and anniversary of my mom i don't think there is anything to do when it comes to someone dying as far as an, an anniversary my mother always said that she wanted people to celebrate her life. So for her birthday, I put a post up. I put it up before her birthday. Certain people were going to text me and tell me the day that I was having because it was her birthday. Because they knew it was going to be so hard for me on her birthday. I had my cousin make some cupcakes because my cousin is a, a pastry chef. My mother always complained about certain colors when it came to frosting, and she loved yellow frosting. So I had her make cupcakes with yellow frosting for my mother's birthday. That was the way this year that we celebrated her birthday. She always says she just have a big party, but I don't. I I don't want to have a big party because she's not gonna be there. I mean, maybe she is there. I don't know. The whole thing about death is all I know is in the physical realm. And this is just me. So some of you might be kind of deep when it comes to spirituality and death. And some people some people speak of ancestors and things like that. But, but for me, in this physical realm, she is not here. I cannot see her. I cannot touch her. I can. I mean, I talk to her. So I feel as a society, we have this whole let someone grieve how they grieve. My whole thing is I, I get letting people grieve how they grieve. But when you don't grieve the way that they think you should grieve because you're not in a what's the word for it? A perpetual state of grieving kind of like well, what what's wrong with you because my mother did not want a funeral i was so happy about that and i was happy about that because because mainly it probably would have been some kind of issue at a funeral especially for me for people that hadn't seen her for people that basically just weren't bothered with her before she died i just i just think the whole funeral thing is just kind of for the public it's not for the person that passed and she said herself she didn't want a funeral and i was totally and completely okay with that and her her words not mine she, she doesn't want a whole bunch of people that ain't been around snotting and sneezing over her body her words not mine but i got it and I respected her wishes and uh, there were some people that they felt like I should have done things because when it comes to funerals and things like that there's things that are done traditionally there's things that are done you know you have a I want to say repast but I don't even think that's the word you have certain things you have people people come over they bring you food and all this stuff I did not have time for that i didn't have anybody come to my mother's house after she passed there were some people that called other people and they showed up but my main thing was my mother was a hoarder my mother had a lot of stuff and when i say a lot of stuff it took us almost a month to clear out her house so for me i didn't care what anybody thought about coming to sit with us and more in the death of our mother when she has about what 36 years of stuff i was so glad she didn't want a funeral she didn't want all that you know 
all that extra stuff, which if you do it, that's, that's what you do. But I respected her wishes. And even if she did want a funeral, it, it probably wouldn't happen. Like some people expect it. It would have been only immediate family. It would have definitely have been those that were around, those that were close. So a lot of people were expecting me to fall apart in, in some ways. And I get it. It's my mother. The only person I've known as, as a parent, that was my mother. Love my mother. And I, I kind of got it why people thought I was going to be falling apart because me and my mother were so close. But at the same time, my mother had stage four breast cancer. She had, okay, I had breast cancer in 06. At that same time, my mother found a lump. She didn't say anything until 10 years later. So by, by the time she went, it was stage four cancer. I don't know too many people that live with stage four cancer as long as she did. But I knew for me, the best, only thing that I could do was spend time with her and be, be with her and spend time with the people that you love. So for me, when I think my aunt, my great aunt had passed away, and I don't know if it was that day or the day of her funeral, I'm big on dreams and the meaning of dreams and what dreams mean and stuff like that. I had a dream someone died and I didn't know who it was. I couldn't see who it was. And I woke up out of my sleep crying. And it was kind of, I don't know, it was a weird dream. But I knew the person in the dream died. But I wasn't sure if it was her or if I was just dreaming that because my aunt had just passed away how long it was between that dream and when my mother started to, she was starting to lose more weight. She was, she wasn't eating that much. She couldn't eat. She was moving a lot slower than she was moving. I could see the, the decline happening and it was happening and it was happening rapidly. But anytime she would go to an emergency room, they would just send her back home because she was in pain, but she wasn't saying how much pain she was in thinking back because this is my mother. This is the only person I've known as a parent. I don't, I didn't see her as sick maybe, but I knew she was really sick, but I felt like she was trying to kind of mask the pain and didn't really want to, like she would talk about it, but she didn't really say it was as bad as it was. And I know her, like even growing up as a kid, she was hardly ever sick. I don't, I could probably say my mother was probably sick like twice. And my mother smoked cigarettes most of my life. She smoked cigarettes until I was like 20 something. But she was never really sick. So I kind of seen her as she was sick. But at the same time, she was still doing other things. She was still working. She would go on trips with us. She would go places with us. But then later, you could start seeing a decline. You could start seeing that she was losing weight. She was, like I said, not being able to eat. So for me, it was kind of, I'm slowly watching her die. And then when it got to the point where it was really bad, I would just cry. I would go somewhere and I would just cry every day. So I kind of feel like even though before she passed, I was kind of grieving her. So then someone else passed and I was thinking to myself, well, maybe they were the person that I was dreaming about and they passed a month before her. Actually, my, um, 
my brother's dad. So it was kind of like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we have some time, more time with her. I don't know. But then it got, it got down to the point where I knew it was the end. Like, this is, it's going to be coming. It's going to be soon. And even she knew it was the end. My brother lives down in Florida. So her thing was she wanted to go home because she was at my house for, she was at my house for a while. And she wanted to go home. And her thing was she wanted to go home and pass in her bed. Because I don't know if you could say certain words on here. I, I think the videos get flagged when you say certain things. Anyways, she wanted to see my brother and she wanted to pass in her bed. And that was her goal. And it got to the point where me, my cousins, my aunt, my big cousins, my uncle, we were all going to just stay at her house so she could be at her house and she could, like she said, she wanted to pass in her bed and that was it. We were making arrangements for her to be there in her house. And my big cousin was at, at the house with her. And I just, I don't know, I just laid down not too long before that. And she called me and she said, I had to come back to the house. They were calling the ambulance. So I get down, I get back to her house and I'm, I'm flying across the highway. And my brother, at this time, my brother was there because my, one of my other big cousins sent for him. And my mother knew she was going. She just, she wanted to see my brother before she did. And I, I remember, I, I mean, I was on the highway. I was, I was probably doing really fast. I was gone. And we got to, when we got to the hospital, we got to the hospital and it was like, we were at the hospital for, I don't know, it was seemed like, it seemed like it was a long time, but it was, it wasn't that long. It seemed like it was a long time, but it wasn't that many days we get to the hospital and I'm like, I have not seen my kids in, in passing because I was at her house and, and I'm just seeing my kids in passing. And I'm like, I did not see my kids. And my brother was like, you think maybe we should find a facility for mommy to go in? And I didn't want to do that because I knew she wanted to be home. But at the same time, she shouldn't have been home. And when he said that, I kind of like, I can kind of feel like a weight lifted off of me. And it was just like, we couldn't do it. And he was going to be leaving in a few days. I knew my family would have made it happen. But at the same time, it would have been, it would have been too much for some people. Just having their own lives, their own kids and certain things, it would have been too much for some people. But it also, she wouldn't have gotten the care that she really needed. Because it was one time I was in the house and she was calling me, but I didn't hear her because I was sleeping. And I came upstairs and she was just, she was just not herself and, and not in the mental way, but looking at her and I was just like, I called my cousin and I was like, do you think I should probably put my mom in a facility? And she was like, no, we'll figure it out. And then as we were in the hospital and everything was going on in the hospital, we had to make the decision if we were going to, no, she made the decision actually. She didn't want to be resuscitated because the reason why she went to the hospital that night when my cousin was there, my brother was there because she passed out in the bathroom and my cousin kept calling her. 
And she said to my cousin, why'd you call me back? Why'd you just let me go? So I knew right then, like I already knew she wanted to go. So the decision to put her in the hospice was me and my brother's decision, even though that's not what she wanted. But at the same time, it was the best thing for her because they could monitor her pain. And there were times where she was up, she was talking, then there was times she was asleep. And the last day in the hospice, I said to her, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to bring your grandbabies. And she was like, uh-uh. And I was like, what you mean, uh-uh? Because my mother, like, my mother loved my babies. Like, my my kids were just, my kids were just her joy. Like, I could not have asked for a better grandparent for my children. And then the, that same day when I, I told her I was going to bring her grands, and she told me no, she passed that night. And that night, I told everybody, I was like, I'm I'm just going to cut off my phone. If anything, call one of the kids, one of the kids will wake me up because my phone was just constantly ringing. It was just, it was, it was annoying after a while. Like, I know people were checking on me, but at the same time, it was like, I need to go to sleep because I hadn't slept. So I cut my phone off and I'm like, no lie, probably, I don't even think I was asleep for 15 minutes. My cousin called me and she said, we got to go back to the hospice. Went back to the hospice. They told her, they told us she was gone. You know, we went and you say your goodbyes. And then we got back to her house and everybody, basically everybody that was, that I needed, they would basically went to work on her house because it was so much stuff there. So, and then, you know, it was the end of April when everything happened. So Mother's Day was the next month. I'm not really into holidays, so I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't even know what day it was when it was Mother's Day. I didn't even know it was Sunday. I didn't even know, I probably didn't even know at that time that it was May. But people kept texting me. They're texting me hearts, they're texting me flowers, they're texting me, you know, different emojis. And, and I'm like, why is everybody texting me this stuff? And then I think one of my kids said, it's Mother's Day. And then I, then I started getting texts and, and people were saying, I know this is hard for you. And, you know, just certain things like, I know this is hard. And, and I'm like, this is hard every day. Like this not no, I don't need a holiday to tell me that my loved one is gone. I, it's, this is an everyday thing, especially since my mother was always here. My mother was always at my house and it's <laughs> It really annoyed me to no end because I felt like the first week I was here, she was here for like two weeks. I mean, and I was just like, okay, ma'am, you got to go home. <laughs> because she could not get over the fact that I had moved and I was old and it was time to go anyway. But then, you know, when she's gone, I missed it. And she loved sleeping on my couch for whatever reason. She would sleep on my couch. And I'm like, mom, you can go sleep in one of the girls' beds. And she would be like, no, nah, I'm not sleeping in bed. And she would sleep on my couch. She would just, she she was like, your couch is comfortable for a couch. It's comfortable. And she would sleep on my couch. So I would come down every day and just kind of, it's kind of weird, but I would come down and make sure she was breathing when she was here, when, when she started getting worse for a while I would come downstairs and be like where is she at and then have to come back and like okay okay 
but everyone's perception of me grieving and how grieving should be and what grieving should look like. So many people, they were like, oh, you're so strong. You're so strong. You're so strong. I'm definitely not like everyone else when it comes to certain things and being in the wellness realm, I could see, can see when someone's going to pass. I can see it in their face. I can see it in their eyes. And once I got to the point where I was just like, you know what, this is what, this is what it's going to be. This is the end. This is once I came to terms with it. So when she started getting closer, I, I was faithfully working on my business for the year before that. Because that was what year was that? This is 23. So that was 22. So 2021, I was faithfully working on my business and trying to figure out the things that I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And did I want to be a coach and, and all this stuff. And I would be working from sunup to sundown, just trying to, trying to get ahead, trying to figure it out. In 2021, I didn't go back to work. I stayed home because she was having doctor's appointments back to back. So it was just like, is either going to be this job or my mom. So of course I picked my mom because even though certain people were helping at the same time, everybody has a life of their own. She was my mother. I had to do what I had to do as far as my mother. I had a little bit of money put away. So I quit and I was working on my stuff. But at the same time, it got to the point where I was just like, she's, she's going to pass. So I would just sit and the only thing we could do was say and watch movies. And that's just what I would do with her. The last thing we watched was that um, Anna Delvey movie. And she got a kick out of Anna. And she thought it was funny. So I would just do weird things because I'm a clown. I will, I'm a clown. There's no getting around it. I like, I like to laugh. So I would just say things that Anna was saying in the show. And she just thought it was hilarious. And... As a kid, I would like mimic people and she always thought it was funny when I mimic people. So that was like our last week of just watching that and the new Fresh Prince show. But other than that, I kind of got into that state of, I wasn't trying to be strong. I wasn't trying to be anything. I was just trying not to be, I, don't, I can't even say that I was trying not to be in a perpetual state of grieving, but I was also not trying to, I don't know. I was also not trying to not act like I didn't know that it was coming because I did. So people are kind of like, I don't, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you do it. Cause I would, I would still be falling apart. And I'm just like, my mother didn't want that. I know that for sure. And in reality, if you really think about it, their lives on this earth if there's other whatever is out there and she's out there somewhere else on this planet where i'm at right now life is still going on and there's there's nothing you can do to stop it life is still going to go on so i felt that i wasn't going to like i said be in a perpetual state of grieving every single day do i have my moments heck yeah i just paused this video at least three times because i was going to cry but is it an everyday thing? Am I falling out? And that was another thing. She didn't want she didn't want the funeral. And every time she said that, it reminds me of that movie with um Jada Pinkett. And she's like, Lord, take me now. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in that. 
I don't want to be in that position where I'm grieving all day and I'm triggered by everything. You know, like I, I'm just going to say, let people grieve how they grieve. There's people that they've been married for years and their, their husband or their wife dies and they move on. And certain people are, they're moving on too quick. They're moving on too quick. Let them be. If they choose to move on, their, their love, their husband or wife is gone. They're not cheating. Let them be. Let them move on. Let them go on with their life. Because I think that husband or wife, unless they're a really selfish person, I think they will want them to go on with their life. And I know for sure my mother wanted me to go on with my life. I'm Like I said at the beginning of the video, I dream a lot. I dream a lot. But I believe dreams do show us things. They show us things about people. They show us things about ourselves in the future and in the present. And I keep dreaming about her driving. One dream she was driving a school bus. And I keep dreaming about her driving. My mother didn't drive. So wherever she's at, she's driving. She's having a great time. And I, I don't think she would want me sitting around, you know, crying because it's Christmas. And I ain't celebrating Christmas that much anyway. And my brother, he tells me, he's like, you're a realist. This is why you can, you know, I don't want to say bounce back because there is no bounce back. I love my mother. And I miss her dearly. And I'm not grieving the way society or other people think that I should be grieving. And that's fine. Even talking to my therapist, but just having a conversation with her about how I feel and what was what is going on. And even she said, you know, you let people grieve how they grieve, but she said, I'm doing good. And I know for sure. My mother would want me to do good. So that's the end of this video. And I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this video and all that YouTube stuff.